Well, greetings, church family. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And for those who are gathered together where you are, and even for those who are watching online and, and gathered in their homes, just like I am, uh, obviously I am not with you tonight in person. And being perfectly honest, that is just really strange and uncomfortable for me. Uh, for the past 15 years, I have been with my Real Hope Church family on Christmas Eve. And so this is difficult to be away from you. But um, for those of you who didn't know, COVID did come to our house and a couple in our house tested positive. And by God's grace, Josiah is doing well and he has not gotten it. But myself and the other elders decided it was in everybody's best interest to maintain quarantine and be responsible and safe. And so I can't be with you tonight. And that that's sad, but to be honest, it's been pretty busy um, with uh, taking care of the house here. And let's just say I'm super grateful for my wife at times like this and all that she does. That's kind of fallen on me, but uh, the family has been helpful as well. Uh, all that to say is I really miss being with you tonight, but I wanted to share a message of hope with you in a year that we so desperately need hope. And this is something the Lord has laid on my heart. And honestly, in the last couple days, he has needed to remind me of it um, several times in the circumstances we find ourselves in. And so I pray by God's grace that we would um, just feel the Spirit's presence on this night and all the wonder and joy of it. And I want to share a very familiar passage I want to read from in Isaiah. And then I want to pray and just pray that God would meet us where he is. So if you have a Bible, you can open up to Isaiah 9. If you don't, um, that's all right. It'll be on the screens and I will read it for us together and then we will pray. It says, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I praise you that you are so good that you sent your son to this earth. And that's why we're gathered here to celebrate 
the hope of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that you, by your Spirit, would meet with us tonight, even as I am not physically with my church family. Father, I know I am with them in spirit. And so would you just be amongst us as the people of God, penetrate our hearts with your word, remind us of your presence. And Father, for those that need genuine hope, would you point them to the way of your son, Jesus? And it is in his name that we pray. And all God's people said, I can almost hear that now. I came to this text and I couldn't think honestly, of a more appropriate Bible passage for this year, for this season that we're in, in a year full of uncertainty and doubt and heaviness and disappointment. And so I truly want to give you a message of hope tonight, and not because we need some kind of halftime pep talk, but because that's what Christmas is all about. It's about hope. It's about certainty and promise that's secure after years of waiting for God's people waiting and wondering. And and we need that. We need promise and security right now more than ever, especially in the world we're living in right now in 2020. I said this was uncomfortable for me and by no means what is happening in our world right now is normal. And I know you can relate to that as well. I've found myself in the evening in these past days, these last uh, few days have just been hard. The circumstances of being quarantined and not something that I am comfortable with and something that as I feel fine, I want to get out and be with you. But I'm frustrated and, and, and many of you know this has been a hard month for me personally. Um, I lost a good friend to cancer several weeks ago. Um, there's been a lot and it's just been a, a tough, heavy month to an already tough and heavy year. In fact, it's hard to believe how much has truly been packed in this year. Carrie and I were sitting on the couch weeks and weeks ago, and just I just said, how much has happened in this year? It's almost hard to believe how many events have been packed in to one short year. And yet, here we are. And in that, I was reminded, though, of all the hardship and trials of the right perspective that we need. And I was reminded of that several weeks ago, in fact, when I was visiting with my friend who was on his deathbed, dying from this horrible cancer. And we were gathered in his bedroom and his parents had come and they were saying goodbye to their son, which was super hard because they had just done that with their daughter from the same cancer in January. And so in this room full of people, we were together and and around our friend John and his parents came and I, I never will forget this image. His dad came and he got over his bed and it was so like gut wrenching hard to watch. And here's a man of genuine faith and he leaned over his son's bed who was dying and he wanted to tell him how much he loved him and he wanted to say goodbye and he he stood over him and with a great confidence he just smiled at his son and said I love you. And then he just looked at all of us around the room. And I'll never forget what he said. He just said, can you imagine how one day we're going to look back at all of this stuff that we went through on earth and it won't even compare to the glory that we're experiencing. I was blown away by such genuine faith and perspective. And it wasn't that he was emotionless, that he was heartless in that moment. 
It was just somebody that had such a confidence and hope in the things to come, the things that were guaranteed to his son because of his faith in Jesus Christ and his new life that he would experience in the presence of Jesus. And that's the perspective that you and I need today. That's the perspective of Christmas. That's hope. This has been quite a year. Again, if we're being honest, I, I, I'm not even sure that it's a guarantee that once the calendar flips to 2021, that it's all just going to go away. I, I'm quite certain that most of this stuff will probably linger on. And so there's no guarantee around the corner for us. But the one thing that is constant and that remains is the hope of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to point us towards on this night. And if you hear one thing from this message tonight, I hope it's just the last line of the passage we read in Isaiah. I hope you hear it this night after a year of many weary and uncertain nights. And I want you to carry it with you all your days ahead, whatever circumstances come, whatever the days bring, because it's a promise. It's God's promise. And it is this, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. God will do it. In fact, he has already done it. And if God says it, he is faithful to complete it. He cannot go against his word. And zeal is this willing, enthusiastic motivation. And that's what God has for his glory and for his people. And he'll do it. Do what, you ask? I'm so glad you asked. Well, that's the question that the, t- the text answers for us. In verses 6 and 7, it tells us, A child is born. A son is given. With four incredible names that we will look at in a moment. And his government and reign will not only increase but it will be forever. The king that you and I need has come. The lion in the line of the throne of David, and he has already and will one day fully permanently establish his kingdom for his people and uphold it with justice and righteousness, and it will never end. Peace forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Oh, what a savior. That is incredible news. And for who will he do this, you ask? Well, that's the best news. For us, people who are walking in darkness. You see, the text begins in verse 1 with the prophecy, with this small and often missed little word in the Bible that is seen throughout the scriptures. But it gives us hope. And this little word is, but. It's a small word that that usually bridges a situation of an unfavorable circumstance with something that will happen or could happen or likely ought to happen in spite of that. And that's what life with God is about. Like this is our circumstance now, 2020, and it's dark and it's heavy. But we look to the unseen things the eternal things, not the temporal, seen things. We look to the unseen, right? 2 Corinthians 4, that's what what that counsels us. It says, do not lose heart. Don't look to the things you see. Look to the things that are unseen, the things that are eternal. And that's where our aim ought to be. And you see the darkness that God's children were walking through at the time this text was written and the darkness that you and I are experiencing walking through this year has the same word. But, but what? But there will be no more gloom for who was in anguish. 
There will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. I don't know about you, but I have felt enough anguish and gloom this past year. And it's been too much, hasn't it? And you see the context here for the nation of Israel who was living at the time was living under great oppression. They were living in a time of war and division. And, and, and get this, they were in the midst of an unstable government. Any of that sound familiar? And yet God gives Isaiah these words of hope and declares that because of what will happen in that little town of Bethlehem, he will make a gloriously new way for the people who walked in gloom and the anguish of darkness. And for people walking in such darkness, God offers the way of hope. Verse 2, a light that shines in the darkness. And this is the light of Jesus, a rescuer, a way out, and it should bring us great joy. And that rejoicing seen in verse 3 gives us a hint to what those people were dealing with. And when I say people, I mean God's children. This is a nation, Israel. And so we can have that apply for believers today. As I said, we get the glimpse of the circumstances. We see in verse 4 that, that God, by offering this new way of hope, releases people from oppression. We see in verse 5 that it's the ceasing of war, that all of those battlefield garments are rolled up. They're, they're gone. They're done away with. And we see in verse 6 that this unstable and unreliable ruled government is replaced with a permanent established king who is perfect and pure and right and just. When I think about this pandemic this year, when I think about racial division that's happened, when I think about unrest and division and hatred amongst people, when I think about just an absolutely crazy, ridiculous election year and all of the emotions and opinions that went with it and all of the personal frustrations and heartaches and disappointments that have come, I can't help but think of the weight and heaviness of oppression. When I think about the division of people, the opinions, I can't help but think of the unsettledness of war and hatred. And when I think about our government, especially in this country, I can't think about anything but an unstable, unreliable government. And it's all pretty dark, if we're being honest. And all of that stuff, all of that darkness, in one moment in history, one miraculous moment, God infused hope and light. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You see, Christmas has always been about light. I don't know about you, but my family loves seeing the lights, glistening lights, the glow of lights. Why? Why has Christmas been about light? It's because when Christ came, he was the light that shined upon the dark world. And that darkness is not just night. It wasn't just the blackness of night or, or a sun setting. That darkness, as Zechariah described in Luke 1, which we started our worship together this evening by that being read, Zechariah, as we know, was John the Baptist's father. And John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus, and he would pave the way for the Messiah. But in that song, Zechariah sings of his rejoicing of the birth of his own son. When Zechariah sings of darkness, he describes it as this, the shadow of death. This year has certainly been 
one of the shadow of death. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic, although it is certainly relevant. I personally have been around too much death and too much loss too many times this year. You see, we live in the shadow of death and we can feel that in a very real sense. When you and I lose someone dear to us, especially at this time Christmas, it becomes especially painful and very evident in the heaviness of this time. And we feel the presence of death everywhere in our world right now. And I would say even in our joyful days, days where we have moments of peace, there is always this lurking shadow of death, a shadow of worry, a shadow of doubt, a shadow of fear, especially in our world today. But what can shine a true light upon us who dwell in the shadow of death? Only true light, light that casts no shadow. In fact, did you know that when you hold a candle up, you see the flame, you see the, the candle casts a shadow, but light casts no shadow. And the same is true of Christ. But to know and understand the magnificence of that light, the true treasure of Jesus being that light, we have to first know the source of darkness, the source of the mess we're in, and that darkness is sin. You see, we live in the shadow of death because of sin, and we can't avoid that. Zechariah's song is very specific in Luke 1, 76 through 79. And speaking to his son, as we read earlier again, he says, And you, child, will be called, talking about John the Baptist here, the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Zechariah was talking about salvation from sin, forgiveness from sin in Jesus' coming. And it's dark. It's a dark world because of sin. And it's a sin all of us have contributed to and all of us are born into and full of. And for that reason, it makes a pretty dark and broken world. And you and I need saving from such a place. We need forgiveness from such a sin. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the Christ of Christmas is the answer. In fact, he's the only answer. He is truly the king we need. In fact, look at the names given to him in this Isaiah passage that we read. The first one, Wonderful Counselor. Do you need one of those right now for all the decisions you've had to make this year? It means that he's perfect. It's God's Holy Spirit for all who believe. Mighty God, do you need strength right now in a world full of weakness? Our God is all-powerful, which means he can do anything at any time by any means. This is Christ incarnate for us. Christ defeating the power of even death and the grave as he went to the cross and then he was buried in a tomb and rose victorious. He is a mighty God. Everlasting Father. Look at that. That is not temporal. This is forever. This is God eternal. And for all who look to him and believe in him by faith, he calls us as sons and daughters, and he is our Father, an everlasting Father. And this last one, Prince of Peace, probably my favorite, because this is Jesus Christ, God's own Son, and is a royal 
in the line of David, a man and yet fully God, the incarnation. What a mystery. And here Jesus is as the high king of heaven come to this earth to usher in peace, which is just another way to say salvation that's secure forever from the mess we are in, a redeemer and rescuer. And that's the hope and light in this darkness. That's the hope and light for the shadow of death and sin in this world. And maybe you're sitting here right now on this night and you're listening and you just don't feel like there's much hope. I think that would be reasonable in the world we're living in. Maybe you have fears and uncertainties. I think that's reasonable. Maybe you're just tired and exhausted by all that's going on around you. Maybe you're even wondering what could possibly go wrong next. Maybe you can barely muster up even enough cheer cheer to celebrate Christmas this year. And maybe you're just plain ready to give up. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope and there is light in Jesus Christ. And it is in, in his coming to this earth and in his perfect life of obedience to the Father, his sinless life, he kept a law that we could not keep. He lived with no sin and he took the punishment of that sin that belonged to us and he took it on his shoulders, the full weight of the shadow of death, the full weight of the darkness of this earth. And he placed it on himself and God put his wrath against sinful mankind on his, his son whom he loved. And Jesus with joy looked ahead at the cross and he took it and he died for it. And he rose victoriously over it. And as he died, he raised himself to life to prove for sure that this was the one true king we need, the one that will reign forever, and that one day he will bring all of this mess and darkness to an end. In fact, the book of Revelation tells us that there will be no more need for the sun and the moon anymore because the glory of God will give full light and its lamp is the Lamb, Jesus Christ. What a glorious day that will be. And all you have to do is believe. In fact, there is nothing else. Just to look to the Son and place your faith in Jesus Christ and hope for what is to come. Yet in the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. You see, hope hopes for the best, but fear fears for the worst. And in Jesus' birth, hope and fear collide. And we need to be people, not of fear, but of hope. And so we need to be people who trust in the King, that He has done it, and one day soon He will do it fully. And so I say to you this night, wherever you are, Whatever you are in, whatever the heaviness and darkness of your struggle is, whatever your hardship, you must know this, that the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. He has done it already. I want to just close with this brief story 
from a friend of mine in ministry from several years ago. And actually it's written by his daughter from her perspective and experience in a time in their life, life that was really heavy. And I, it's beautifully written and I pray that it would bring you hope. It reads this. Several years ago, my dad, who was a pastor at the time, was caught in his addiction. The church leadership asked him and my mom to not attend the Christmas Eve service. The investigation was ongoing and they wanted him to step back while it happened. What they didn't count on, I don't think, was for me to show up at the Christmas Eve service. I have a deep commitment to tradition, so when my parents said we weren't going to the service, I resolved to go by myself. And under the weight of uncertainty and fear of what I had suspected might just be a true accusation, I showed up to the candlelight service. Families were there to celebrate. It was Christmas after all. I found my usual spot at the front and as the first carols rang out, my tears began to fall. I felt like an imposter. It was in a cloud of grief and darkness amidst a cheerful celebration. I felt guilty for dampening the time of rejoicing. As I sat, I found myself talking to Jesus. I'm ruining your party, I told him. It was his response in that moment that changed Christmas for me forever. He, Jesus, told me, Daughter, I came to that manger as a baby, not for those in celebration but for those in darkness and mourning. I came for you in this moment right here. For the first time in my relatively easy life, I was tasting heartache, and oh, if I only knew how much more would come. And it was there that Jesus showed me the heart of Christmas. Jesus stepped down to pursue the broken and hurting and the lost. If this year broke you down, isolated you, left you grieving or fear, fearful or hurt, I want you to know that you don't have to muster up cheer. You don't have to feel like a downer in the midst of celebration. You can sit at the feet of a Savior who came for you where you're at right now. You see, that's how Emmanuel works. It's God with us in the dirt, giving us hope in the face of despair and darkness. Those who walk in darkness have seen a great light on those living in spaces of deepest darkness in the shadow of death. A light has dawned. Friends, not only will God do it, he has already done it. Jesus spoke those words at the cross. It is finished. And while it seems dark now, there is a light that can be known this night, this day. Even if it only seems like a light that is really dim, a light that is barely a flicker on this earth right now in 2020, it's all you need to light the way of life, to light the way to salvation in Christ. And we can be sure that Christ is our light for all who trust in him. He is the thrill of hope for a weary world. And because of that, we can rejoice for off yonder, the sun breaks a new and glorious morn. So people of God, so believer, so unbeliever, 
who desires hope and salvation right now, I say this, fall on your knees. Oh, hear, hear the angel voices, for they proclaim the Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I praise you that you have given us such a great gift of joy and light and salvation in the midst of this dark world. And God, there is in this crowd, I'm sure, represented hurt and disappointment and uncertainty and fear and anxiety. And God, I pray now that you would meet each one where they're at just like that letter that I just read, that that Jesus desires to meet each one where they're at and come down and pluck us up from the death of this world and the darkness of this world and bring us into his glorious light. God, that is why you sent your son to rescue and redeem us. That is why you shone light into this dark world to glorify Jesus Christ to redeem, and to save. And God, we are grateful and thankful. And I pray if there is one that doesn't know you, they would know you on this night. And God, I pray that they would trust you by faith. I pray that they would seek forgiveness of sin. God, there is no other hope than the name of Jesus in this world. And for those of us that know Christ, God, would you infuse hope into our lives like never before, that we would be people full of joy that we would be people that light the way for others to come and know the message of salvation. God, give us energy and excitement for the things to come. This is hard and it's heavy and we can so easily be drugged down by a discouragement, but God, give us light. Give us hope. Lift our heads so that we could glory in you. God, thank you for this church body. Keep us faithful. Keep us fighting the good fight. And God, may you be brought much glory and honor this night as we wonder at a beautiful moment, the the most important, in fact, moment when you sent your son to this earth as the king we need. And it is in his beautiful name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Well, let's just sit together now and listen to the words of this beautiful song as we wonder about the night that God brought his son to this earth for us, O holy night.